Welcome to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. In this podcast, we will focus on successful marketing methods for advisors that generate prospects and clients. We will learn from the best in the industry on how advisors in the trenches today are growing their practices. Join us for this journey where Brad draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help advisors reach their full potential. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. Listening is a vital skill for success. In this episode of Be Advised, Leading with Value, host Brad Swinehart is listening to Julie Littlechild, the founder and CEO of Absolute Engagement. Client needs and expectations are constantly evolving, and Julie's firm helps financial advisors drive engagement and growth with input and feedback from those clients. Brad's guests can address how to uncover unmet client needs and actively engage with clients to increase referrals. Julie, thanks so much for being on the show today. I have a million questions and I can't wait to dive into it. Well, let's start with the first one. That's always a good place to start. Always start with number one, right? <laughs> so it, let's let's just talk about how you guys focus on getting input from clients and what that actually means to drive engagement. Sure. There, you know, there are many different ways to gather input from clients. So I I tend to put them all under the bigger umbrella of voice of the client, right? Having a having a strategy in place that ensures that the voice of the client is actually driving the engagement and growth strategies in a business. So then if we took that down a level to say, well, you know, what are the components of that? To some extent, they they differ uh, depending on the objectives of the advisor, but that might be surveys. It might be ongoing polling. It might be advisory boards or focus groups. You know, there are a number of different ways. We tend to focus on point in time or ongoing feedback or input from clients that's more quantitative in nature. And then we help advisors to really use that actively to change the kinds of conversations that they're having with clients to uncover opportunities and and really uh, capitalize on those uh, using a lot of different ways. So... When you start developing the voice of the client, how do you input that into your your strategy as an advisor? So, you know, it depends a little on the objective of the advisor. Uh, and, and so, for example, if we're talking to an advisor who, and, and often this is the case right now, is saying, you know, things have changed. Surprise, surprise, <laughs> over the last little <laughs> they, while. They have? Yeah, I know. I know. This is... Uh, <laughs> Announcement, things have changed, but because they've changed, you know, what does that mean for my client experience? Do I need to deliver differently? Do I need to evolve that? Do I need to focus in different areas? So that, that, if that's the objective, that would take us down the path of inviting input from clients on some fundamentals like how often do you want to meet in the next year? How do you want to meet? How do you want to digest content? But we'd also go deeper on things like what are your big concerns right now? Where are you challenged? You know, what are the things that you're interested in learning about? Because having that information 
uh, is so powerful if we can connect the dots then to you know, what kind of events they're going to run? What sort of topics do they want to communicate on? If they're doing social media, how should they focus that? You know, it gives us all of those kinds of input. Now, if if they said, I think I've got a really good handle on the experience, but I, I feel like there is untapped potential in my business, and they'd be right, then we would probably be asking questions around, unmet needs. You know, are clients interested in learning about estate planning or transferring to the next generation or insurance and, you know, protection, legacy? So just just by asking these questions in a refined way, what we're doing is really teasing out specific opportunities to have direct conversations with clients about, about their needs. And how do we ask those questions? Is this something that we coach advisors to do in person, on the phone? Is it an email? Is it a survey? How how do you pull that information out? Because I agree, if if you can understand your clients or even your prospects' mm-hmm. concerns, I mean, that's gold right there. Absolute yeah. gold. Yeah. And and I I really like the approach of inviting input through a survey or poll. And then using that as a prelude to a deeper conversation. So rather than just asking directly, it gives people time to think. I think you can pull out deeper information. So I'll give you two, you know, two examples. Many advisors are implementing a process of, you know, an annual or perhaps biannual survey, right? Where we're just saying, look, I, I want to ensure that we're doing everything that we can to deliver what you need. And here's a set of questions that would really help us to do that. Increasingly, though, I would say, and this has emerged a lot over the last year, is we're encouraging advisors to implement more of an ongoing process. Because if you think about it, you know, some of the questions that can be very powerful are, are around how are clients feeling right now? You know, are they feeling secure? Are they feeling uncertain? What are their needs right now? What are they interested in right now, right? I mean, it's different for so many of us how we're feeling right now compared to six months ago and probably six months from now. And so we've actually implemented a whole process that puts the tools in the hands of advisors to ask a set of questions, a very small set of questions, in advance of a review via a poll that then gets integrated right into the meeting agenda. So they're effectively co-creating the meeting agenda with their clients based on what matters to the client in the moment. So that's just two examples, kind of that point in time singular survey versus ongoing input. And that makes perfect sense to me because I, if I was given a survey in February 2020 of mm-hmm. anything, and they and I said, oh, you know what? I'm totally fine meeting with my, you know, my advisor once a year, and let's do it at the end of the year. No yep. big deal. And I and I submitted that survey, right? And then yeah. okay, then March happens. Right. My, my outlook is Quite obviously going to change, right? Yeah. Go ahead, because I, yeah. I think it's just important to have ongoing feedback. That's right, and I, I think what what became really apparent to to me and to to the team at Absolute Engagement over the last year is that that you know the whole client experience is not just this monolithic thing it's it's driven by different aspects and different needs human needs that are more or less fluid so what i mean by that is 
there's certain elements of needs that are relatively consistent, right? Like I, you know, I want to work with an advisor I trust. I want to work with an advisor who has certain credentials. I want to work with an advisor who provides comprehensive financial planning versus just investment management. Like whatever those things are, that's probably not changing a lot. So it's relatively consistent and that really drives the offer, the, the core offer. There are things that change sometimes, you know, this year, we're all suddenly very interested in staying healthy at home and managing stress and whatnot, you know, so it doesn't mean that'll change tomorrow, but it might be worth understanding every three to, to six months if my interests have changed, because that's going to drive your communication strategy. But there are things that change sometimes daily or hourly if you're in our household, and that's feelings, right? So, as you're about to meet with a client, that's when I think it's really important to have that, that read on how are they feeling right now? Because that's all that matters for this conversation, not how are they feeling next week or last month. So it's, you know, that feels kind of complex, <laughs> but, but I, it does bring us down to this idea that there's, that we need a cadence of asking the right questions at the right time and using that information to inform the right things in our business. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. There has to be new, I know there's always new opportunities, but there has to yep. be new opportunities now that have emerged just in the fact that, you know, two years ago, primarily clients were, you know, snail mail, phone calls yeah. in office. Now those same people are very comfortable on Zoom. They're very yeah. comfortable on social media. There's more social media channels out there for people mm -hmm. to explore. You know, what are some of those opportunities that you guys have seen that have emerged for advisors to get this valuable feedback on a regular basis? Right. Well, according to my son, it's TikTok, but I'm not sure I'm buying into that just yet. The, <laughs> the answer to everything is TikTok. There's some great life hacks on there, right? Like there, I saw well, tip, there I, are. I hear about I, them daily. I saw this morning how you could <laughs> how you can make cotton candy in your blender. And See, I thought, well, you know, that is an important neat. life skill. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, we've definitely seen some shifts because how could we not have? So when we're looking at the client uh, input that we're seeing, yeah, clear shift toward wanting some more frequent contact right now. I think that'll change, but at least right now, preferring sometimes the, the Zoom meetings, as you say. So we're seeing a shift where often about half of clients in a given survey will say, even when we can go back to face-to-face, -to -face, I'm pretty good with this. And, and, and you mentioned social media, you know what, we're seeing this, you know, small but mighty shift toward, you know, clients saying, look, I just, I'm connecting in different ways. And so why wouldn't I want to connect with my advisor that way as well? So, you know, I think all of this is changing how we communicate. And I'm I'm really interested to see where this goes. And, and you guys would know more about this than I, but you know, for the last year we've been playing catch up, right? Oh, okay, I figured out Zoom. I've figured out that background. I've figured out how, you know, to get wired instead of being wireless. All these just basic fundamental things. But now I think the question is, you know, what's great going to look like going forward? And who's 
you know, which are the advisors that are going to say, I'm going to embrace this and I'm not just going to try to play catch up. I'm going to try to lead in these areas. I think that'll be really interesting to see. So let's, let's talk a little bit too, you know, outside, outside of TikTok where we all get our new news <laughs> information <laughs> and all of that. Are there any trends that you're that your advisors are seeing? Is there something that's like a universal truth when it comes to surveying your clients, when it comes to grabbing this, this all important data? Are there things that are, you know what, 98% of the time, this is the feedback? Mm. I'd say it's, there are, there are universal truths around categories of things. What I mean is that we are clearly seeing a shift, for example, let's take client communications as an example. We have, through the research, seen a really clear shift toward interest in things that are also non-financial, right? So yes, I'm interested in the education that you can give me around investments or the markets or estate or what have you. But right now, what I'm thinking about is is stress or health or family or legacy or, or what have you. So I think the the universal truth to me in all of this is that we need to personalize the communications that we send, that we need to have, we need to be able to draw a line between what my clients have told me they're interested in and the kinds of communications and content that I share. And so, you know, you could argue that it's the topic isn't the thing, it's the connection between what your clients told you matters and the content that's the thing. And so this idea of personalization, I think the idea of creating more community among clients is, is an enduring uh, trend and, and truth that we need to look at. The idea that our communications need to veer toward the aspirational, because that's what we need right now more than anything is, is an enduring truth. And, and so, you know, all of these relate more to the kinds of communication, you know, on the, the interest in legacy and insurance and estate and family and multi-gen and the, the, the changes in how we're thinking about our financial futures. I mean, all of this we see time and time again. And for advisors, I think it's just a matter of saying, I just need to ask the right questions. I need to ask the right questions. I need to have a way to capture that insight from my clients and then a way to address those changes. To me, that's that's what client experience is all about right now. And you said a couple of things there that I really want to latch onto and, and get a little bit more details on. And one is the same thing that we stress all the time because we'll, we run a, a nurturing platform for prospects. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that I'm constantly telling advisors is quit telling your prospects what you want to say and tell <laughs> yes. them tell them what they're interested in. Yes. And the, the point is to stay top of mind. The point is to have communication. The point is not to, you know, if you're a Medicare specialist, it's not to 32 days a month push Medicare articles at them. Right. That's that's not the point. Yes. And and you kind of hit that nail right on the head with saying, you know, let's listen to what they want to hear, what they want to read. And it's not always going to be what you want to talk about. It's and, not. Often and isn't. That's okay, right? That's that's yeah. gotta be okay, right? Yeah. It's gotta be okay. It's it's tempting to say, well, 
so, so I've heard through my survey that my clients are interested in health and wellness. Therefore, I thought you'd find this market update of real interest, right? You know, there's, there's a disconnect. But the other, you know, I mentioned personalization, and I think that's even a next step kind of thing, because I could say, let's assume I've surveyed my clients, and 63% of them have told me that health and wellness is top of mind. So I begin to focus on that. I say, well, you know, two-thirds of my clients said that health and wellness is the thing, so I thought you might find this of interest. Well, if you're not in the two-thirds, you actually couldn't care less what the other people think it was of interest, right? So, you know, I, I guess that's where this idea of sort of tech-enabled personalization of content, I think is becoming possible now. Like, as I couldn't have said that a few years ago because – if you were a single advisor with a small team, you said, are you kidding me? Like, how am I going to manage that? But the tools that are available now, I think, starts to make that possible. Is that, are you seeing that as well? Oh, it's 100% possible. Yeah. That's in our, our Social Connect platform, you know, we, you can actually dive into what a client or prospects read, mm-hmm. and then it pops up, send them this article because right. it's similar. Yeah. You know, as opposed to, I'm going to send the, the general communication of this is what I want to talk about. Yeah. You can you can absolutely just click a button and it says, "Hey, you read you read something like this. Here's something else of interest." And that's so personalized. And you don't need to do that every day or week or month, but doing that a couple of times a year. Yep. Like, hey, I, I saw this article. I thought of you. I know you read something recently that was similar. You know, how great would that be for your top prospect to get an article like that from you? It would be. And and imagine if. We should do this, by the way, because I'm about to say it. You know, we could say, well, here are the things that that Mary said she was interested in on the survey you just did, and then be able to connect that to the work that you guys are doing. And now it's another level of input, right, on the behavior. I love that. Yeah. I, I think there's, you know, re- really, we're just talking about tagging people. Now, there's the communicate. There's also the direct conversation, right? When we're talking about broad-based communication, but I think it's all important. So if I know that Mary is really focused on next gen and, and ensuring her kids grow up as financially independent human beings, if I ask a series of questions on a survey, I'm going to tease out that opportunity. I'm going to tease out what she's really worried about, like what's getting in the way. That's going to allow me to have a deeper conversation the next time that Mary comes in. And it's going to allow me to then send relevant information throughout the year on that. And now that's a, you know, that's a real win. I love that. And something recently that's just stuck directly in my brain is when advisors are talking to prospects or clients to focus on that destination, you know, focus on that beach in Mexico. Don't sit there and tell them about the engine in the plane. Right. That's, that's, yes, your job is the vehicle, right? But their passion is the destination. And that's what advisors need to focus on. And I think using that input, like you're saying, helps understand what that destination will be. When they say health and wellness, that might mean something completely different to them than it means to you. And that's the aspirational piece of it. And I've really seen a shift toward that. You know, I think we, we all know that that our messaging you know, seems to fall into the two camps, right? People either run from something or toward something. And there's research on both sides. But it feels to me that demonstrating leadership with clients and being inspirational for them, 
right? That That's powerful, right? That's the kind of stuff that you don't leave someone who is an inspiration to you in achieving your goals. You might leave someone who's telling you how to restructure your portfolio in one way or the other because you're hearing a different message from someone else. Right. And it's so funny because you talk to more and more advisors and they always will admit that this is a relationship business, that I want stronger yes. relationships with my clients. I want them to to feel like we have a personal connection. Mm -hmm. And then you say, well, that's great. What kind of content are you sharing? Oh, well, market updates and right, I'm, right. I'm pushing Medicaid. It's like, well, you're, you're not, why aren't you correlating the two? Your communication yeah. strategy to your clients and prospects needs to have that personal approach. Otherwise, you're you're missing that gold that's sitting in that CRM collecting dust. It is, and I, you know, I've in some conversations that I've had lately on this, you know, I think one of the things that's emerging is, well, I'm not an expert in those things. You know, why? That's not what my clients expect to receive from me, and I, I get that's a legitimate fear. But I think that if we can just get past this idea that that if we share content, it means we have to be an expert in it. It's just that we're facilitating great content based on the needs of our clients. And and that is, that's still a great leader. So maybe just getting a little comfortable with that idea for, for some advisors is part of the issue. I think that it's, it's just as important to be able to provide information and a solution as it is to be able to do that solution yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you can be that conduit where they know they can come to you with any question and you're right. going to find them the answer, mm -hmm. that's more important than having the answer immediately and being able to say, yep, this is what it is. I'm an expert at that. Yeah. yeah. Information is free. Everyone carries around all the information they need in their pocket every single day. Yeah. It's, it's the application of that information. It's the knowledge behind it and the ability to make that difference using that information that people are so desperate to to understand and to have a reliable resource. And I would say most prospects or clients want one person to do that with. They don't mm -hmm. want to reach out to you know six different professionals to get their answers on whatever question they happen to have. Yes. They want that one go-to source, even if that source then goes to those other five professionals. Yes. They don't they don't care about where the solution originates. They just want to know that they have that dedicated person that can take care of them. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And and I've been in that situation. You know, I have a, a cross-border business. So you end up with two accountants, two lawyers, a financial advisor. So, you know, it's just, it's it's confusing. And, and you feel like you're juggling professionals sometimes. Having that quarterback, you know, in this case is is so helpful. But the other point, just as you're, as you're talking, I think back to this need to, to pull the information out of our clients, because it's very easy to make assumptions about people that we know well, right? We do this with our, in our home lives all the time, and it's probably not healthy. Advisors, I think, can rightly, genuinely say they have deep relationships with their clients, that they understand their clients. But that doesn't make you a proxy for your clients. That was a term one of our clients used re lately, and I, I, it keeps coming back to me, this, that we have to remind ourselves that we're not a proxy for our clients' needs, wants, and desires, uh, and that we can't assume what they are. So we need to be humble enough to ask the right questions and let the insights drive our strategy. And that makes a, just so much sense to just understand 
how they want to be communicated with, what they want to be communicated about, and really understand what they're looking for when it comes to you as that professional. Yeah, exactly. So as we kind of wrap up here towards the end, are there some key tactical initiatives that advisors should start doing today to really just at least change the mindset and start integrating that voice of the client? You know, it starts with a self-audit, if you will, of what what information do you have today on your clients? What can you legitimately say? We've we've actually got a resource on this. I'm happy to to share just a little checklist to say, you know, do do we is there are there gaps in our understanding of our clients' needs and expectations right now? That will likely lead most to say we need to gather input in some way. So uh, that would certainly, and that's our world, so it's where, what we live and breathe every day, certainly something that we would see as a next step. And then, and then think about just some, some simple outcomes from that. If I've gathered input, how do I integrate that into the next conversation that I have with each client so that we're going deeper, we're having better conversations, and how do I ensure that my communications plan, whatever that next article I send out or next social media post that I post is, is relevant based on the needs that they've expressed. But it starts with that self-assessment, I'd say. I love that. It makes perfect sense. And, you know, just to just a look back at, hey, what am I doing? What should I be doing? And, and does that align with what my clients need? Yeah. And ultimately, you have no idea unless you find out what your clients need. That's almost like starting from scratch. Just say, hey, this is my communication strategy, but how is, what is the basis of that? What is yeah. the motivation behind your communication strategy? Is it saying what you want to say or is it connecting with your clients and your prospects on a more personal level to get that relationship started? Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's not about what you want to say. It's about what they need to hear. And I think if we can get that right, we're on to something. I love it. Well, thank you very much for being on the show today. Is there any any final point for an advisor to just to say, hey, you know what? This is what I should do today. You know, is any anything else you want to add in here before we wrap up? Yeah, you know, I, I think we've we've covered a lot of it. I would just say that if it was today, I would I would just think about the you know, the three questions that you could ask clients that would provide this kind of insight, at least as a first step. And, and, and then you can figure out the how. But, you know, if, if you could have three pieces of information from your client to drive a deeper conversation or a better communications plan, what would those questions be? We're happy to help, but this is something you can do on your own as well. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show. A lot of great information here. We're definitely going to have to have you back on and uh, do this again. Wonderful. Thanks so much. Really great actionable insights, Julie and Brad. Thanks so much. Julie Littlechild of Absolute Engagement and Brad Swinehart of White Glove and the host of this podcast, Be Advised, Leading with Value. Subscribe for alerts to new episodes, share with colleagues, and offer your comments right on this page. This podcast is brought to you by White Glove's Podcast Connect program a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. Thank you for listening to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. 
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of White Glove. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.